Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to The Recovery Radio. Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I am a host. Email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. My website's recoveryradiokmp3.com. To get the books, go to sarcasticbigbook.com. And, as always, I'm so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are. You and me. I am glad for that. Very grateful I have no desire to drink. It's a new day. It's a new reprieve, according to our big book. And uh, it's always the first thing I think about in the morning. How grateful I am that I'm not fighting the desire to drink. And I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee from, from Trader Joe's mixed with some Don Francisco's hazelnut. It is absolutely delicious. I don't know what you're drinking right now. Maybe you have a libation. You should have one because my guest has returned. Dave is back and we're going to talk some more. So say hello to my good friend, Dave. Good morning. I am excellent. How are you? I'm fantastic. <laughs> I got my piping hot cup of coffee here. Oh, nice. I'm ready to rock and roll. It's nice indeed. So, after the last time we were on, you and I had spoken on the phone, and we started to talk about a very specific subject. And we thought, well, let's have this conversation on the show. So we just started the conversation, but it didn't really have it. But the conversation we, st- we started to have was that I asked Dave if he had any thoughts on why there were more women who did the workshop from start to finish than men. And you started to tell me your thoughts on that, and it was it was very interesting. So, um, do you want to share those thoughts, and then we'll go from there? Yeah, um, I'm just thinking about I was thinking about how you know when I was struggling trying to get sober, and when I met you, and uh, when I met you, I was still I had 
absolutely struggling. Um, but I had spent, you know, so much of my life just trying to be a tough guy. I just had this need, you know, to have an image that, that people saw of me and it, it, and it needed to be a man. I needed to be, they needed to see me as a man. And to me as a man meant that I would be, you know, a tough guy, not take any shit off of anyone, you know, make money and fuck, you know, and, um, and my idea of a, well, so that was my idea of a man when I met you and when I was trying to get sober. And my idea of a man now is completely different. Um, but, but I was, I, I fought against it. When I first met you, somebody suggested that, you know, why don't you get that guy to take you through the stuff? And I thought, no, 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 he's just, he's just too, like, he's too gentle. Like when he shares, you know, when he shares <laughs> in meetings, he's too, he's too warm and fuzzy and gentle and, and I, you know, I'm not looking for that, you know? And I think, um, that probably pushes a lot of guys away or it's at least, you know, it's something that blocks them, but they've got this, I think that, you know, it's common for, for men today in these days to be thinking of, of, uh, you know, being a man as, as strong and tough and talking shit and aggressive and pushy and, don't take shit off of anybody. And, um, you know, the steps are really gentle and loving. And the big book discusses things in a very gentle and loving way. And it's, it's like a gentleman. That's my, that's my, um, my understanding or my image of being a real man today is to be a gentleman and to protect, be capable of, um, protecting and encouraging and championing uh, women, but it just that doesn't happen very often. Mm. So I think that uh, I think that that men are uh, probably afraid of working the steps because the idea of becoming that loving, compassionate probably isn't appealing because it goes against what they believe. That's fascinating to me because I don't see myself as that at all. As a warm and fuzzy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't. That's how it looked to me when I, had, when I had a fixed idea in my head. Right. It's fascinating. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's something I've started thinking about, you know, why there's more women in the workshop than not. And something I've thought about for years. And uh, I always noticed that what started me thinking about it was that we would initially many times over the years get um, some guys to start the workshop and then they'll drop off and um you know i'd say i don't know what percentage you think of guys drop off but it's it's a high one in my in my view when i go down the list of all the people that i've seen have spiritual awakenings you know most of them are women and most of the men that i think of stopped at step four 
say even like uh, a lot of the times, and this might be a shitty thing to say, but I, I've seen it, or it appears that way to me, that um, when guys do go through the workshop, oftentimes they, they're like the little boy whistling in the dark. Like, oh yeah, this is amazing, you know, feels great, work great, having a better time, you know, and, right. we, and we smile at such a salary and we know he's like a little boy whistling in the dark. Like, nothing's really happened, but he wants to fit in, you know. Right. I mean, it's not, I mean, we're speaking in general terms. There there are guys I know who have gone through it and have had the same experience, and it's amazing. It just happens a lot less frequently. And I'm just, I've always wondered why. I want to remove, like, the idea that I have anything to do, do with it from the equation and, and and think about how, you know, normally, normally there's the drop-off around step four, and does that have anything to do with it somehow and and or not it, I, don't, I don't you know what i mean right there is usually where people start looking at me like a deer in the headlights when i say you know here's the inventory you're gonna do it now describe you know when we get to column four you know, the actual inventory the actual searching fearless moral inventory now you're going to to describe your own self-centered you're going to describe your own self-centeredness what that looks like, the exact nature of it. You're going to dis- describe every instance you can think of, you know, where you were not coming from love. And usually it's, it's, it's crickets after that. Yeah. 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 You think it's, it's at that point, it's after the three columns and then I do. Yeah, that's where I've noticed it because, um, or the immense is the next part because when we get to a place where I'm like, you have to make amends to your exes. I mean, that's not a thing to not do that. It's, right. it's not a thing in the book to not do that, and that's where a lot of them jump ship. I think it's ego in one way or another. Yeah, I think um, it's. I think it's a common men- mentality for men to like um, push away the idea of you know admitting that I was wrong and you know it's almost maybe they think it's scraping and survival a man wouldn't do that right you know everything you know tough guy tough guy doesn't do that a strong man doesn't you know I guess the idea of making amends maybe you know well thinking of it as scraping and survival like you know Right. It's fascinating. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I talking about this, but I don't. I know we're talking in generalizations. I know we're using, you know, broad language and across the board. Yeah. But but I, but I really don't know. I mean, I don't even talking about it and thinking about it now. It's like a half baked notion. I don't really know. I don't understand. I I think that maybe sometimes maybe. Men are really intimidated by my my handsomeness. That could be it too, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and they're like, you know what? It's just too much. It's too much. Yeah, I can't. It's just too much. I'm questioning yeah. myself. I just got. I got to get out of here. Yeah, people can't see me next to that guy. Yeah, so dumb. Um, yeah. Have you thought about it before our conversation? I'm sure you have. I think about it commonly. Yeah, I, 
today. And I'm just going back to like, you know, you know, like you said, we're, we're really just kind of speculating here, but you know, I mean, the big book taught me to try and put myself in other people's shoes. And I do that a lot. I mean, I take that seriously. And I think that the world today, the image of being a man is, you know, I'm just reflecting back on myself prior to working steps and having this, you know, change in mentality and a change in motives was what I'm describing here. It was just, uh, it it was a skewed, fucked up idea, I think. Right. I could see that I know that a lot of that was was um, was getting in the way of me actually working the steps you know I know too thinking about it right now I know that you know the steps have transformed I'll just talk about you here but steps have transformed you into somebody that women trust I, I know I, I know so many women who know and feel that they don't and will never have a thing to worry about with you. And I'm, I'm sure that's a factor as well. So that's what my wife would say. You know, there's that, that element also. There are people who, um, you know, um, come around in some part anyways due to that i'm sure maybe well that to me is what i mean (laughs) you know i want to say this with you know some degree of humility like i'm a changed person and i mean there's no question about it and it's not because i did anything you know courageous or because i'm heroic or smart in any way i just i I work the steps and i and i and i became a changed man and my perspective on life changed and but that is like it it warms my heart to hear that because to me that's a real man is when you're amongst women and they feel safe like Mm -hmm. and protected Mm -hmm. you know yeah Um, and it wasn't that that wasn't my idea before I'm sure they do feel that just evidenced by the fact that you know how many times, I mean, especially early on when there was, the workshops were smaller in number that, you know, people felt safe enough to cry, you know, right. and men did that too. But, you know, there's just, there's a lot, there's a lot of that. And, uh, I know from experience, you don't, I, I don't do that unless I feel safe. Right. Yeah. Just to reiterate, you know, what we were saying, we're speaking, we are speaking in general very general. We have, we have seen men, like I, I was thinking of one in particular, a man who wasn't even an alcoholic, isn't an alcoholic. Yes. He's just a family, he's a family man, and he really did this. He did the workshop for his wife. Yeah. I mean, I really believe that, that to save his marriage, that that was his motive. And you probably know who I'm talking about. I do. Um, and that guy absolutely had a spiritual experience and a psychic change, and um, he was open to being vulnerable and the idea of, you know, just being loving and patient and kind of like he wanted all that. Mm-hmm. I know who you're talking right. about. Look at him now. Yeah. You know, um, the men's meetings that, you, mm-hmm. you know, 
we hosted um, for a while when you lived here. Um, yeah. There's something about the last time we did that. Remember, we did that in the backyard of a, you know, around a fire pit. And, yeah. and um, I remember thinking we're probably not going to do this meeting again <laughs> with this group anyways, which was true. We didn't <clears throat> because as we were having the meeting, there was, there was this toxic elephant in the room that was like simmering underneath the surface. That was like, I can't wait for this meeting to be over so I can talk about fucking again. And it was, it yeah. was, it was, um, and the whole purpose of the meeting was just to be very gentle and loving and kind and, and vulnerable with one another yeah. <laughs> and talk about how we treated people in AA and, you know, how safe people did feel and, and what, be, what, be, what's that? Yeah, and how we Let's treated our how did we play about how our partners? Okay. Yeah, how we treated our partners, how we treated you know people in AA and um, and yeah. the overhauling that you know that we needed there in terms of our you know the use of our sex powers and you know what's selfish and what's not. That's it. I mean, it was that that was that broad of a premise and. Um, it was just really interesting. Yeah, you know, you commonly say like that phrase that the big book, the poor big book, it's up against so much, you uh -huh. know, and that's true. And I think that you know, in those meetings, and we're talking about the big book, and the big, like I said, you know, the big book is loving and it's gentle and it, it champions, you know, all people. But you know, we were specifically talking about our partners and how we. You know, should ideally, you know, champion and encourage our, our partners and stuff. And then the rest of the world. So, you know, with the analogy or the comparison of the big book and, and meetings, this is the same thing. We were having a meeting that was talking about the big book, and then these men would go out into the world, and it was just against everything else in the world, it was like against that. Mm -hmm. That's the way I see it anyway. Yeah, it's, um, I just feel like it's such a good conversation to have. It was a conversation I would have been greatly helped by early on, you know, a conversation yeah. of, uh, you know, based on these kinds of things, because I personally did not, I never had a good role model, right. you know, I had really, some really bad ones yeah. in terms of all this kind of behavior and, um, or none at all, you know, and, um, I really needed it. I could have used it. I got, you know, I got great, you know, demonstrations from my sponsor and Mike who really showed me the message. Um, but it's pretty wild, you know? And, um, so anyways, I, the reason I wanted to talk about it on here is just to, just to sort of start the conversation, I guess. Yes. And see, you know, if people, um, if anybody wants more of this, 
email, yes. email, you know, email, email me, sarcasticbigbook at gmail, and share your thoughts on this, and and we'll resume this conversation um, if anybody is down to clown. Yeah, I love that because I, you know, for a, a minute there, I'm, I'm starting to think about how, like, you know, maybe it sounds like we're just complaining, like, you know, it's, this is the way the world is, and, it's, and it sucks, you know, and it's what I really would like is to, to head somewhere in the direction of a, of a solution. So, I mean, I love it, yeah, if, if uh, people are interested in continue this conversation. Yeah. Just continue. And go out and live a life that was, you know, as an example, to lead in as an example. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, I can't even tell if there's a problem. If we need a solution, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to do with any of this. They're just yeah. obf- observations, you know. But I want to um, definitely hear your thoughts on this if you're listening. Um, so please feel free to share them. And uh, that's it. I gotta go. I got a male modeling gig coming up. You do too. Yeah, you have. You got one. You got. Oh, dude, you got the L'Oreal thing. I did get that, but what's the one that you're going on today? Me? Uh, yeah. It, it's kind of embarrassing. Prell. That's what I'm doing. Eight o'clock. Yeah, eight o'clock. The ninety-nine cent shampoo thing. The just dump it on your head and figure it out, and it's not that good, yeah. but it's here and it's cheap kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the tag the tagline is "It's here and it's cheap," and that's me. Yeah. Uh, I, this picture, <laughs> the picture I'm doing, I'm just there waving. Yeah, I have a I have like a I have a dollop of Prell in my. my head. <laughs> it's a shampoo and a conditioner. It's both. And a body wash, green one. Yeah. yeah, from the makers of Goober Grape. Toothpaste, yeah, that's a one. Yeah, so I got that thing going on. So, anyways, I want I want to give a shout. I'll see you there. I'll, I'll see you. See you the I'll see you there. Do you want a coffee? Yes. Okay. Your usual shit. I'll bring it. Um, okay. I want to um, give a shout out to Chelsea. Hey, Chelsea. And uh, anybody you want a shout out, Dave? Chelsea, for sure. Okay. And Taylor. I say hi to Taylor. She's on my mind a lot. Yeah, I get to, uh, well, by the time this broadcast, it will already already happen, but I get to give her a cake. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and I will say, if anybody needs to hear it, everything's okay. I just know it. Send me an email, sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Check out the books. <laughs> Sarcastic Dave. Which, which, which is your favorite book, Dave? The Sarcastic Big Book. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. That that one has its life of that one has a life of its own. Doesn't even feel like I have anything to do with it anymore. But my <laughs> my favorite one's the more sarcastic daily meditations. I know uh, you've heard me say. Should we I read? Know. Should we see what it says today? <laughs> Your favorite is the least popular one. Is what you say? <laughs> it, it's the least popular one. Yeah. Let's do one. Let's let's read it. Okay. So this is going to be broadcast on. I don't know when it's been going to be broadcast. I can't do math at this time of day. Um, I'll just read. <laughs> See, all of these make me laugh. I'm just going to read a few of them from this week. 
when you're in silent competition with people, you just feel a bit more relaxed. It's like a calm. It just feels better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's relaxing. Yeah. No. Nope. Here's another one. Go to a meeting today, just to see if people are up to your standards. <laughs> so you can bitch about it afterwards. I'll be two more. You have a lot of power over yesterday's events. <laughs> and then, lastly, fittingly. Don't bring peace into your home until there's peace on earth. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I love you very much. I love you too. And uh, do you want to say it? Absolutely. I don't know why my life is saved, but I'm going to go out and try and live life. It's worth saving.